sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Second hour of the program. Thanks for tuning in to The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris. And my goodness, <laughs> there's an hour left in the show, but we're not going to rule out any other uh, Mizzou recruiting news uh, for the rest of uh, our, our time here. Who knows? We've already seen three commitments today, and man, the hype train is chugging along like no other. We'll talk uh, all things Mizzou recruiting in just a few minutes. And we'll talk some NFL uh, at five twenty-five as well, man. It sure seems like there might be only one or two darn good teams in the NFL, or maybe just one. Is it the Niners? Are they the only good team in the NFL that you don't have any other questions about? Uh, we'll talk about that and what that could mean for the rest of the league as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. Eight seven five K T G R. You can call or text us. But first, it's five o'clock. It's time for the top five at five on the Big Show. Number one. You want to trade away for curtain number one? You can have curtain one. A huge, massive, ginormous day in recruiting for Mizzou football. I'll start with the transfer. Caden Green was the offensive tackle out of the Kansas City area originally, but went to Oklahoma last year, played for them as a true freshman on a pretty competitive OU team. Well, he entered the portal, and now he's coming home to the University of Missouri. Eli Drinkwood's closing the deal on a guy that's going to be a fixture on the offensive line, and it's adding a great, beautiful element to the renewed rivalry between Mizzou and Oklahoma. November 9th, Burrow Field. Mark your calendars, folks. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. But Eli Drinkwood's wasn't done with Caden Green. He gets two more commitments today out of the high school ranks. Courtney Crutchfield, a four-star wide receiver out of Pine Bluff, Bluff, Arkansas, is going to add to the depth chart that should still have Luther Burden, maybe even has Theo. He's coming back. We know James Madison is another four-star coming in. You got Speedy Johnson, Brett Northfleet. Like, the depth chart there is fantastic. And then you pick up Jaron Sensiball, a cornerback out of the Nashville area, rated as a four-star by some recruiting services, got him over the volunteers and others. What a fantastic day for Drink and company. Number three. There's in the Mizzou love over the past 24 hours, doesn't stop there. How about Locke Sember? Drew Locke stepping in for the Seahawks last night. Geno Smith not quite ready to go. And so Drew Locke, what's he do? Well, he goes out and beats the Eagles, finds Jackson Smith and Jigba for the game winner. Wish it was Tyler Lockett for fantasy reasons. But hey, securing the bag. What a great night for Drew Locke. And the emotional interview after. You can't watch that and not feel great for the true son with everything he's gone through, not getting his great shot in Denver, but now still finding out last night. Yeah, he's still got it. Love to see that for Drew Locke. Number four. Oh, I shanked it. Yuki Matsui is a Japanese reliever that the Cardinals were reportedly in on, but it appears he'll be signing with the Padres instead. Recently on KMOX, John Mozeliak suggested the Cardinals still could be open to adding a starting pitcher or relief pitching. I think they are closer than some might believe to having a true contending rotation and pitching staff in general, but there are more outside acquisitions that the Cardinals still need to make. 
number five. What did the five fingers say to the face? Slap! I get that Brock Purdy is probably the front runner now for MVP. I think a guy on his own team, though, Christian McCaffrey, should be gaining consideration as well. But at the end of the day, are the 49ers the only good team, truly great team in the league? We'll discuss it at 525. That's the Big Show's Top 5 at 5 on KTGR. Eight seven five ktgr if you want to call or text us here on the show and tell us your thoughts on what's been already a very busy day for Mizzou recruiting news. And, and look, here's here's the thing. I Again, this is the time of year where we read too much into tweets. We read too much into Instagram posts eh. and the like. But eh. one of the guys you mentioned there that had already committed to Mizzou, James Madison, four-star wide receiver, part of Mizzou's 2024 recruiting class out of high school, yeah. tweeted this about an hour ago. This was after Sensabaugh announced his commitment. He tweets yeah. out, crazy part is it's not even over, hashtag M-I-Z. <laughs> no way. Come on. Oh, come on, Prez. Come on. Tell me something good, Prez. Oh. I like Prez. It's a nickname for James oh, Madison. It's, uh, but yeah, man, that's a good nickname, yeah. Could there be more in the offing? I mean, Eli Drinkwitz, look, here's the deal. Between the high school recruiting ranks and the transfer portal, which – Missouri's lost a number of guys in the portal. Mostly, it feels like guys that weren't maybe going to have a role here upcoming. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned it on the show yet, but Jabari Johnson, the four-star quarterback, actually has entered the transfer portal. But when you think about Brady Cook being clearly the guy, and he's got eligibility left, and then there's Sam Horn as well, it makes sense in the modern era of college football to be, even if you were a highly touted recruit, if you're at one of these major programs and they've got a depth chart in front of you, sure, you can wait a couple of years, but you're burning eligibility where you could potentially be playing actively elsewhere by doing so. So some of the guys that are leaving the program, I don't think we're panicking really about any of those names. You can understand it. It's mostly guys that haven't gotten a lot of opportunity and are looking for the chance to show themselves and, and, and show what they can do at the collegiate level. The guys that Mizzou is bringing in, they're filling specific needs, Andy. And to get Caden Green in this spot the way that Missouri has and bringing in the high school guys, they're probably now like top 25. If you combine the the recruiting rankings for high school and yeah. transfer, but, and so it's like, okay, top 25 is almost the necessity if you're in the sec and hoping to compete, but like Missouri is doing all of this with a late push. The momentum that you could make a case is, is in part coming from how great they were on the field this year to go 10 and two, to have an opportunity against Ohio state in the cotton bowl, like it's turning heads, and how about like the boots on the ground recruiters that they have in these recruiting classes? Guys like James Madison, or I saw on the uh, Power Mizzou live stream of the Courtney Crutchfield announcement that Ennis Rakestraw was in the comments saying, "Hey, whatever y'all are about to see, I had something to do with it." Like ah. this is a fun time to be a Mizzou football fan. The the momentum and it's just coming from all corners of of the program and. Uh, it's so hype. I cannot say enough about how much fun. They, they're not even playing a game this week, and we're talking about how much fun Mizzou football is right now. That's when you know we've got it good. By the way, Rivals.com, uh, uh, they have Mizzou as number 23 in the country on just the high school recruiting class alone. Yeah, they had a four-star, so and I think I think Rivals had Sensible as a three-star. Yeah. Uh, 24-7 might have had But he's on the edge because 24-7 has him as a four-star. So it's yep. like, and, like and the he, composite or something. I think he had gotten hurt his junior year, so maybe that maybe lowered him a little bit. But 
But he was I, supposed to be a Tennessee guy up until recently. Like, I, if you look at all the predictions and the crystal balls and things of that nature. Well, the fact that this is happening against... <laughs> you, you took Oklahoma. You took on Arkansas. Arkansas you took Tennessee on Tennessee. Oh, man. Do you think there was an element of... Because, again, and Gabe DeArmond is as plugged in as anybody when it comes to these matters. Yesterday, he was saying... Guys, just wait. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a crazy time when it comes to recruiting. Nothing happened yesterday, and everybody's going, "Oh my gosh, what's gonna?" And then you see there was an offensive uh, tackle that Oregon picked up last night that announced, ah. and I was like, "Oh, this is really good because we knew Caden Green. The only other place he had visited was Oregon, and so that was the the signal that I was like, we might get some really good Caden Green news today, and so that happened." Yeah, the the rivals that you're beating out, whether you consider all these teams rivals or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. These are the teams that you're beating out for talent that they wanted. They wanted these kids. You're Eli Drinkwitz, you're getting them instead. Man, that is an exciting feeling. Oh gosh. I can't believe how how fast and there are so many different things that I could have named the best thing about today. Like the yeah. the seven fake outs that Courtney Crutchfield had during his so his uh, announcement today, all time uh, like, announcement from a high school kid tossing away the the cards, <laughs> taking off the sweater, putting on. Oh my gosh! Uh, I was so he takes off for those who haven't seen it. He takes off a, a shirt that he's the hoodie that he's wearing, and you figure, oh, now after he's thrown every the, card on yeah. the floor, this will be the reveal. Nope, yeah. it's just a plain white t shirt. I thought they should have <laughs> had like. Then they should have brought out a confetti cannon that just shot, like, clear confetti that had no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> Drop a big banner from a blimp, and that's just a blank canvas. And then he should have just taken the microphone and gone, M-I-Z. And then we all would have known what he was doing. Oh. But he took every twist and turn, and I love it when it goes your way, right? When that goes against you, it's not as fun. No. But when that goes Mizzou's way, that was a, an exciting reveal by Crutchfield. It was... It- Exciting, and then right afterward, and Daniel pointed out on our texter, 875-KTGR, the gif that Eli Drinkwitz tweeted as his the the, uh, the substitute oh. for his bat signal, the yeah. fist pump on the CBS broadcast when they're playing Arkansas, and then 41 nothing. you see the graphic revealed, <laughs> 41 nothing Mizzou. Oh, oh my man. goodness. It's Ugh. so good. He has... When he wins, Eli Drinkwitz, as a winner, has more fun than anybody else can have while they're winning. That, so just he just stays winning, and then we never have to stop having fun because he's leaning all the way into social media in the right way. Again, Andy, why does it sound different than it did the, the past few years? Well, they're ten and two; they're not six and six. You know yeah, what I'm saying? They're not. Exactly. It's a there's a difference and a distinction. And to Drink's credit, he never was somebody that he wasn't. You just rub certain people the wrong way, other fan bases in particular. When you, you know, act bombastically the way that Drink is, he's unapologetically himself. It's why the players love him. And now you're seeing what it looks like to have that sort of way of carrying yourself to go along with backing it up with wins on the field, backing it up with wins in recruiting. It is intoxicating. It is so fun to watch Eli Drinkwitz go about his business right now because you never know what the next thing he's going to do is going to be. You never know who he's going to recruit and bring in for a commitment next, and you don't know what he's going to say or tweet afterwards. He had a heart emoji this morning that was just a green heart, and that's when you knew, oh, it's Caden Green, and shortly thereafter was the announcement. I think they planned this day really effectively, Andy, to have all the momentum kind of happen at once so that Mizzou is in the news cycle all day. And that is part of this. Hype is a part of what makes this 
because then other kids are going, well, what's going on over there at Missouri? They are strategic in the way that they're doing everything, and I applaud it at every turn to have three guys in the same day. One of those guys could have announced yesterday, or they could have, and, and they're probably going, okay, just if, if you can, we're going to really build some hype for this. I'm sure that all those things are happening behind the scene. They are coordinating these matters. It is so cool to see them doing, like even the details of it, are getting just incredible publicity. It's so good how it, how it's been so well planned out and how it's all coming to a head for tomorrow. I mean, there might be even more news tomorrow. We don't know. I mean, transfer portal stuff. Obviously, they're going to get all the pens to paper tomorrow, or most of them at least, and we'll see uh, who actually does. But, oh, man, the, the hype train cannot be stopped. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Let's go to Old J here on the KTGR hotline. Old J, what is up? Well, uh, getting hyped up for the uh, Tiger Tales and Tiger Tales After Dark just got oh, a smidge easier after today, oh, I think. Oh, yeah? Um, holy cow. And, you know, I think the most exciting thing about all of this recruiting isn't that we're getting these kids. It's that we're getting these kids who are looking at programs like Oregon, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, these programs that Mizzou has to play in the top tier, we're not beating and this is no knock against uh, these you know, these schools, but we're not beating like a Louisville or a Wisconsin or like second to third tier programs. We're starting to beat and we're starting to compete with recruiting with these players for top tier programs. It is amazing. I can't wait to see what holds for the future. And uh, have you guys figured out yet the schedule for next week so I know when to release? The Tiger Tales after yeah. dark is probably going to be released. I think it's going to be – I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to record it tomorrow, but I'm not going to re- – or I'm sorry, no, I'm going to record it Friday, but I'm not going to release it till probably Thursday before the game. Okay, all right. I would say Thursday would be your best chance next week to uh, to do your uh, safe for work uh, Tiger Tales. So I'd, I'd say that much. Appreciate the call, OJ, here on the Big Show. <laughs> I'm still concerned about. I mean, what yeah, a no, Tiger I, Tales <laughs> After Dark is going to entail. I mean, but I, it's as long as it's where the FCC isn't, uh, then we yeah, I think we should be okay. That's probably fair enough. Eight seven five KTGR to call or text us. I just. Uh, Today's a great day because we get to see uh, OU fans melt down too, right? The meltdown has been glorious. Well, it's, I haven't the seen any. Is, I'm, no, I'm upset. I mean, it's, it's out there, but they, they're coping in their own ways. They've been doing it for days. They've kind of braced for the possibility that Caden Green could go to Mizzou. And so their move is, you're tampering. Yeah, congratulations on just dropping a bag of money. He'll be gone yep. in a year. Like, they are absolutely in shambles. It's it's that type of reaction that tells you you're really Maybe under so, their skin. Fans. Oh. I cannot wait for November 9th, and I don't see a scenario in which Missouri loses that game. And that's just the way I have to approach it mentally because I, I am going to be in the in the muck, in the thick of these these conversations with whiny OU fans. That I'm, they Missouri's just going to have to back it up. They'll stand on business, though. I have full confidence. It's just going to be so fun in the lead up with Mizzou just taking taking who they want from them, and if they keep whining. 
Drink will do it again. You you keep whining, oh, you fans. Drink will just take another player until you all settle down. All right? That's going to be the way that this relationship works now, so you just better get used to it. This is my favorite one. Only reason they even finished with that record is because their schedule was trash. They almost lost to Florida's third-string QB at home to end the season. Fakest 10-win team in the country. Ha! They Guess lost. Guess who didn't ah! that game? Do, do you That's recognize right. who they lost to, Oklahoma? <laughs> uh, yeah, KU. <laughs> they lost to a team that's disbanding their program yeah. as we speak. They're not even, they don't even have a football program anymore. You saw the pictures oh, of their stadium. Man. They don't even have a team. They knocked down their stadium as a result of how pathetic they are. They you lost, lost to, to a them. Jalen Daniels list KU. They didn't even they have their have quarterback. They didn't have them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Mizzou almost lost to Florida's backup quarterback. Right, they didn't. I didn't see an L put next to nope. their uh, their schedule in that game. You lost to Kansas. Good grief! <laughs> I love. We haven't I done that in the years. New, I'm telling you, the Nebraska of the SEC is Oklahoma. Oh, and that's not wow. a compliment. That's not a compliment. And I recognize wow. Nebraska picked up a five star that was committed yeah, to Georgia. I mean, there, so they there might, might have be a things changing there. I don't know. We'll Nebraska see. has been pathetic for like a decade. The Oklahoma, get ready because that's what your next decade is about to look like. You guys better hope for bowl eligibility next year. That better be the goal for Oklahoma. If you get to a bowl, that's darn skippy good. Like that, you you did well because I've seen your schedule and it, it's not the schedule you've been used to in the Big Twelve. I'm going to say that much. Just get, just get ready for that. All right, that's all I've got for now. Eight seven five KTGR. Give us a call or a text. Give us your thoughts on all the. The Mizzou recruiting hype, it's been a busy week already. It's been a busy day already, and it might not be done. As as Prez indicated, we might not be done. Mizzou fans are going to love the, this kid. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to say that right oh, now. Yeah. James Madison. Fan favorite already. Four-star wide receiver. On. You just Come wait. On. He's been such an ambassador for all things Mizzou. Yeah. One of those kids that you don't even have to wonder, like, oh, is he is he going to sign on sign? Is he going to be officially? You just wait. You just like I, and, and I and I sure hope like he sees the field early too and like you, I want him to have a shot, to... Andy. But this depth chart at wide receiver is that pretty is long, potentially yeah. going to be outrageous. We don't know for sure what's to come with Theo Weiss. I did hear on you know just kind of a throwaway on on Gabe DeArmond's live stream. He said we kind of think Theo Weiss will be back. And so if you're talking about Luther Burden, Theo Weiss, Speedy Marquise Johnson, um, the the two four stars that are coming in with James Madison and Courtney Crutchfield. You've got Brett Norfleet at tight end. Like there are going to be weapons upon weapons for this team, and that's going to breed competition. So I, I don't know exactly how the the depth chart's going to shake out, but you've got options, man. You've got guys that are going to be iron sharpening iron, making one another better through camp and all that process. And Brady Cook is going to have a field day. It's gonna it's going to be so fun, and he's going to be protected because you bring in Caden Green to to help replace some of what you'll be losing to the NFL in terms of the this draft class that's going to be departing. So just, mm, it's fun times. I can't fathom how awesome it's been the last 24 hours or so, and it might get better. Stay tuned, Mizzou oh, here's, fans. Here's what I hope. Here, what, here's what, what I hope. Happening. You know how good Mizzou Athletics has been about uh, putting out videos and, and kind of oh, yeah. create. This day was enough that I wonder if there Mini was movie. like a... <laughs> We're going to get like a some sort of mini movie Ooh. following Drinkwitz around or just like the behind the scenes of some of the the moves of what's been going on to make today happen. 
I'm not holding my breath because it's the off season. I don't know, you know, I don't know where Drake's been. He's probably on the move pretty often. But if somebody just tailed him with a camera all day and just caught his reaction and coaching staff's reactions to certain things that have taken place, I would be glued to that video if it happens to be produced. That would be wonderful wow. content. I hope we get it. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us. What do you think of the Mizzou recruiting hype? Daniel texting in. This makes up. For Wingo, by the way. Oh, here's the thing. Uh, it, this is again nil was a factor here for Caden Green, right? Like, oh, big time. Yeah. It, we're not Oklahoma fans are going to cry tampering and say, "Oh, you just you bought your players," as if Oklahoma hasn't been doing that for a hundred years. As if Oklahoma has two of uh, of Caden Green's high school teammates on their team. No, they don't. They, Come on. Well, and they're just mad that now other teams are legally allowed to participate in financially. Uh, right. yeah. using using resources yep. to involve themselves in recruiting. That's mm-hmm. just the it's yep. a level playing field if you know how to use it. That's the problem right. that people in Oklahoma have with all of this. Yep. But if they get Ryan Wingo, I don't know if Caden Green happens, Andy. And they didn't need Ryan Wingo because they get Courtney Crutchfield, they get James Madison. We know what they have already coming back from this year's roster at that same position. This is if 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 whatever NIL package we know he's getting one, Caden Green is getting, it's money well spent because that was a position of need when you consider Javon Foster, guys that are leaving on that offensive line, to bring in a, a guy that's going to be a true sophomore and has already got experience playing at, uh, I, I'll still I'll call Oklahoma a high-level program, that's going to make the team better in a way that, as great as Ryan Wingo probably is and can be, I'm not trying to you know denounce the player, that's a need that Missouri had that I don't think you fill it if, if Ryan Wingo is is utilized in that way when it comes to NIL at Mizzou. It absolutely needed to be addressed, and Mizzou addressed that in one of the biggest of ways. And they've addressed all three of their needs uh, very solidly in the transfer portal already. Left tackle, running back, corner. There could still be more that they need to get, but what do you think? What do you think they need still would be priority for like transfer wise? Just they're losing some D linemen. They're they're losing some interior D linemen. There's an option there. Maybe a linebacker, and there is. There's a possibility uh, I mean, for, for interior. Possibly safety. It might depend on what uh, who's coming back and who isn't. But, um, I, I mean, it, yes, I think more defensive depth. To, again, 100%. breed that competition, and then you have the, the cream rise to the top, and, that's, and then the results will show themselves like they did this year with how your unit will look on that side of the ball. So... Uh, again, 2024, you've got a real opportunity here with the schedule you have, with the playoff expanding. It's lining up for you. It's playoff or bust yeah. is what's being set up, which is not to say that, you know, it'll be an abject failure if they don't get there. But I you're disagree. going to have, you think, abject failure if they don't get to the playoff? Yeah, 10-2 wow. will get you into the playoff, man. You can't get to 10-2. Yeah. What are we doing here? Well, yeah, I mean, I the mean, ten and two, you're in the gray area, right? Uh, you give yourself so. a shot with ten and two. I don't know if it's a shoe in, but yeah, they'll fluff your pillow. You're, you're in, in the, the SEC. Mix. You're in the mix. But there, there are other SEC teams that are going to have a look at ten and two. We got to remember that there are more teams in the conference this coming season, and so it's going to be possible to have more ten and two teams because if everybody beats up on the same bottom feeders, yeah, there's a there's a group of about five teams that, to me, and we'll have more conversation as the the off season goes along that I think could legitimately win 10 games and almost be favored to make the playoff. Yeah. Like it should be the expectation for at least five teams. You could maybe include six that they should expect to be there. And that's going to breed some very interesting competition in the conference that I still believe is the best in football.
875-KTGR. Give us a call or a text. Jody is here on the KTGR hotline now. Jody, what's up? Hey, guys. I appreciate being on hold there a little bit because it gave me a chance to uh, make sure that I'm going to say this in a very uh, uh, appropriate way when I... (laughs) When I heard you guys OU, threatening to cuss on my program. <laughs> no, no. Well, when I heard OU fan whining and complaining at Mizzou's schedule, well, I'm sorry. This year was was weak, and I'm like, listen, uh, OU whiny fans need to save their uh, uh, moaning and sounds that they're going to make from their program getting their introduction to. It's first full body cavity exam in the SEC. Uh, you know, I share we, we share a hatred of uh, of whiny Arkansas fan. Uh, my uh, uh, my emotion towards that person right now is white hot love compared to what I feel uh, in great uh, antagonism towards whiny OU fan. So that date next November cannot come. Soon enough, guys. Oh, it's it's going to be electric. Thanks for the call, Jody. Here on the big show, better not lose it. And I think I think Jody nailed it when it comes to like how we view Arkansas folks right now. I almost just feel bad for Arkansas fans because a lot of them, even the most mouthy Arkansas fan right now, kind of knows their place. They know like I don't know Sam Pittman. They're they're not enthused to have him back next year, and so it almost feels like uh you know a, a lame duck situation where. They'll win, you know, whatever they win next year, and then probably have to let the coach go, and it's going to set them back a whole additional year. Arkansas fans understand where they're at, is my point, Andy. OU fans have no idea what's about to happen to their team. They don't. They don't have the slightest clue that this is about to be problematic for their program, and that makes it even more delicious. I cannot wait for the the futures to come out, and I'm going to just hammer the under on the OU win total because it's going to. Unless Vegas does a great job of recognizing what we here are going to acknowledge as going to be a tough year for OU, um, it's just going to be an absolute hammer dropped on on whatever the under is. 875-KTGR. The recruiting hype can't be stopped. Give us your thoughts on Mizzou's big recruiting day at 875-5847. We'll keep getting to some of your thoughts on that. And then some NFL talk next. 49ers certainly have some big-time hype. Are they the only good team in the NFL right now? I mean, truly, no no flaws whatsoever. We'll talk about that next on The Big Show. You are listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Again, what else can get you hyped for Mizzou football recruiting than the dulcet tones of whatever this is? <laughs> From producer Chris. Big show's on at 532 KTGR There are are Christmas songs out there that that bring a little more uh, (laughs) more pizzazz. That's not producer Chris's uh, jive, though. That's not his style, is it? It's not how he rolls. Gets you to settle in for a little fireside chat about Mizzou football recruiting. Take a walk around the concrete jungle, flip open the Big Show podcast. Fire open the, uh, the the concrete jungle. All right, the uh, the hour long YouTube loop of just it, and, and oh, I don't like think it's even a loop of like it. no, not the fireplace, but Nick Offerman sitting by the fireplace and just drinking oh. whiskey right next to. Have you Is not that seen a this YouTube video? Have you no, not seen this? Not... It's quite literally an hour, and I don't think it's a loop. I think Nick no, Offerman he probably was just sitting there. That he long. was just sitting there staring at you into your I soul. I have to find next this. to a Yule log and just 
sipping whiskey. Uh, like that's all he's doing. For I'm going to have a drink with uh, Nick Offerman later <laughs> yeah. on this this holiday season. It's, it, it's now wait fantastic. a minute. There, okay, I, I there is a 10 hour version. But there's <laughs> definitely no way that's not Luke. I mean, that one's got to be Luke. I don't know how long it is, but it's definitely an inordinate amount of time. Uh, for Nick Offerman to be just sitting there. 40, the original is 45 minutes long. Okay, all right. Well, enjoy to your heart's desire uh, with the Nick Offerman Yule Log video. 875-KTGR. If you want to call or text us, you can uh, give us your thoughts on the Mizzou recruiting news of the day, all kinds of news today, and it's all good, pretty much, uh, from Mizzou's side. Yeah, it's I, pretty good. I do want to uh, give a couple of notes here before we move on. Uh Give them a couple of sweet things. These both could be sweetest things in sports. Uh, but we, we, hit chose, the music? we chose Drew Locke. Uh, but no, we can we can save it for now. But I mean, uh, it's, it's time for the okay. sweetest thing in sports. <laughs> Just do the he is not open. He's not. He's the sweetest thing in sports is brought to you by the Candy Factory. Yes, the Candy oh Factory uh, supporting the sweetest thing in sports. Uh, That's great. First of all, uh, congratulations to a former Rockbridge product, uh, Ella Swindle, who uh, was a big-time volleyball player here in town. She played this year as a true freshman for the University of Texas, who just won the national championship over the weekend. And it wasn't like she was just on the team. She was, like, the team's setter. Wow. When you talk about the setter, like that's almost the quarterback of, you know, the volleyball team. You got to make the decisions of who to set up, what, when to dump it, when to, uh, you know, uh, pass it back, pass it forward. She took on that role as a true freshman for Texas, which is a big time volleyball school, and they went on all the way to the national championship. That's pretty darn impressive. So congratulations to Ella Swindle, the former Rockbridge Bruin there. Uh, secondly, this is an update from the under the bus. You know, we talked about okay. Sean Stilato, uh yeah. and how he essentially can't. I mean, he was the one that caused this local New Jersey uh, pizzeria to cancel the. We weren't fond of it. Tommy DeVito was going to make yeah. because Sean Stilato upped the 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 price for DeVito's appearance from ten thousand to twenty thousand. Well, apparently, Tommy DeVito himself rectified the situation and made an unpaid appearance to the pizzeria and still signed autographs, had a you know a photo with the owner. They shared a slice of pizza and posted it on Instagram. Made good on the situation. Good on Aww. Tommy DeVito. Does That's he nice. have to fire Sean Salato? I don't know. <laughs> what's going to no happen? I have no idea what's going to happen. What if he like, just went in there just to get a pizza and he was like, oh, wait, I can also do this one? I mean, that's very possible, too. Yeah, can I get a, <laughs> can I get a large Supreme pizza? I was pizza? planning to come here anyway. Uh, I have yeah, a pizza It's very strange yeah. because you wouldn't, like, that doesn't seem to be the MO for Tommy DeVito. Everything about this was a feel good story. Great that he figured out a way to, you know, kind of smooth everything over, but it, in the first place, probably just be on the same page with the agent and be like, let's not do that. Yeah, because he's <laughs> I the mean, come on. He, he's, you know, the everyday guy, right? You got to have the that. Idea. That's yeah. your that's your brand. So, you know, but uh, I'm glad that he at least did that. And um, and the, the the place got a chance to meet him and everything. And I think they had Eli Manning there a few years ago. So like, okay. it's not a it's not an unknown place for them to be. But I mean, Tommy DeVito, good on you, man. And Sean Salato, yeah, 
Maybe Eli was right calling him slimy because uh, that maybe that's that what he had. He had some in, insider knowledge. <laughs> he knew something we did down the pike. Eight seven five KTGR. Give us a call or a text. Are the Niners the only good team in the NFL? Define good because I, I feel like the 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 sliders have skewed from like really really great to good, and now we rate like oh yeah yeah that Georgia team was pretty good, and it's like a team that won like the Natty. <laughs> Only yeah, pretty we're ready good. to throw people and teams under the bus for a bad performance, yes. and then just to say that like that's what they are. So like the Cowboys no, are the twenty sixth best team in the NFL this week because of what the Cowboys did in Buffalo. Can we do this? Let's. And it, I don't care about necessarily the order we go in, but it, roughly, can we? Where's the line as to who we'll say is good and who we're not going to assign that to? Um, because I agree with Chris to say that a lot of these teams aren't good isn't maybe fair but then we'll ask the question are the 49ers the only great team in the NFL and the answer to that might be yes but like Cowboys they're still good there's a they're good football good. team yeah still All a right, good team. Eagles good football team it, sure yeah yeah i mean they're yeah, 10 and 4 yeah. uh 49ers absolutely uh Lions good football team they're 10 and 4 okay. i'm just kind of looking yeah, at the yeah, standings I mean, here yeah, sure that's so good a good category right. absolutely Chiefs um the Chiefs good yeah. football team uh, 9 good. And 5 i, I think so call them good yeah. good uh, Ravens certainly at eleven and three. They're uh, a good they're, team. They're good, yeah. Uh, Dolphins at ten and four. Good team. Dolphins are sure. good football team. Good team. They're good. Oh, yeah. I say good. Okay. Buffalo Bills. Ooh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say absolutely because I think they're better than some of the teams we just named. I know their record isn't sure. better, but I'm sure. gonna yeah, I'm gonna put they're like Bills make the playoffs and he can definitely be good. But uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, if they Browns? get into the playoffs, they are a good yeah, team. Yeah, but right, we're Cleveland actually Browns. not gonna borrow time. Oh boy, that defense is really good. Defense defense is good. I felt like I had to add "pretty" in front of them. Like, yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) So, okay, so is there levels to this? I mean, well, pretty good level underneath the good level. So, if you say they're a pretty good football team, then that that's actually better than just being good. good. But if I have to raise an octave and go. They're pretty good. That's kind of like, <laughs> I, know I don't know. You're walking a fine line. You, you like touch your face good. like, yeah, they're, you know, they're pretty good. They're all right. <laughs> Do we want to call yeah. the Jaguars good? Are they good? Oh, boy. They're pretty good. <laughs> That's how I feel about them, too. That's the thing about the We're Niners. Good. It's like they're they're like, I think you could put them in like that great tier just because it feels like as of right now, there isn't like an easily exploitable flaw in them. Whereas I think if you look at like the Chiefs or like the Eagles or like even the Cowboys, they're like they're like pretty good team. Like even the Ravens too, I think. Pretty good. They're all like they're good. They're all like no, the good Ravens team. Are good. They're all like capital all those G teams good teams. Good. But you know, they're still like they're, you can see the exhaust port on those Death Stars. You can like see them from you know however far out. Forty ers yeah, a little bit less. See, so. here's the problem: You're, we're seeing a bunch of pretty good NFL teams right now, and they're all in the AFC. And I, I just. There's going to be a representative from the AFC this year that, you know, as long as they're facing the Niners, if the Niners take care of their business and they stay healthy and they make the Super Bowl like we all expect them to do, there's not a single team that from the AFC that is favored in any kind of scenario, is there? I don't think so, but here's the great part of that. We get to see maybe the best one of them, the Ravens, play the 49ers on Christmas. On Christmas Eve. That's that's a game on Christmas night. Oh, that's about to happen. Christmas oh, night. I believe. I believe that's actual real life Christmas Monday night. And that was the ABC. plan all along. That was the plan back in March. And boy, did the NFL luck out with that. That it. is gonna be fantastic. I think the Niners. I haven't seen the spread. I assume the Niners are favored. But that's the one caveat, Andy. If like the Ravens really like stick it, 
Yeah, if the Ravens really stick it to the Niners, maybe. But no, the if they're five and a half for this game, Ravens could win outright, and still Niners will still be minus two and a half at least in the Super Bowl. So as long as there's no injuries and things that change, yeah, the Niners are head and shoulders above all these teams because while they've had games where they've lost two, and like don't get too caught up in recency, the Niners had a stretch where they didn't look like themselves, but then they traded for Chase Young and they got healthy and everything kind of went back to normal for them, and they've just been demolishing teams ever since. I think there are more flaws with teams like the Cowboys, like the Eagles, like the Chiefs. They've they've lost multiple games in ways that you just are like, how can I trust this team if they're looking like this going into the playoffs? I don't think we're about to see that from the 49ers. They're just going to continue to do what they do. They're the only great team in the NFL, the only great team. I'll call the others good. I think the line might be the Bills because everybody below the Bills are like, they're pretty good. So for me, the Bills definitely are in that grouping, but it's like five or six teams. The Niners are in a tier above all of them. They have to be at this point. I just, uh, again, it seems that the only thing that can beat the Niners is themselves or the injury bug. Like, that's the reason why they didn't make the Super Bowl last year because they had Christian McCaffrey throw a pass because I'm out of necessity, you. not out of trick play or anything like that. I feel so vindicated, too, because my take at the time, despite how big of a blowout that NFC Championship was, yeah. I was like, if they played again, the Niners would win. They just didn't have, they didn't even have Josh Johnson healthy. Like he no. was their third string, and they, he he got hurt. So if if everything stays the same, and they they could even lose a, a Debo or lose an Ayuk, or even maybe lose a, lose the left tackle who's been injured at yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, it, I understand that, but I mean, the fact that they have all those guys is why we're calling them great. And so uh, I'll say this: sure, on offense, you have a lot of places to turn. I don't know if they would have all that much drop off. If you lose one, don't lose a bunch of them on right. Offense. Exactly, one, I'd, I'd allow it. Defensively, starters better stay help, stay healthy because I mean, well, there's not a whole lot of depth behind maybe their front line guys. They did lose Salo Hufunga for the season, um, yeah. So I mean, and they and still they, look pretty good. They've been okay, uh, but again, maybe another spot where they maybe have to replace a guy. I'm I'm not too uh, keen on the guys that they have. Uh, to fill in in those spots. So, uh, again, it's it's the injury bug and themselves, but I have not seen too many instances of the Niners beating themselves this year. But, like, when you look at their starters, Bosa and Chase Young on the oh, line. Oh, it's electric. Yeah, like it Fred is. Fred Warner sure. is one of the best linebackers in yeah. the league, if not the best. Like, they, they're going to be really tough to beat. Like, you could have Dak have his best day. You could have Jalen Hurts have his best day. And it's going to be really hard to, to beat the 49ers. We've we've seen these games happen where Dak did not. He may had one of his worst days, and the 49ers showed him what happens. The Jalen Hurts, the the Eagles didn't have a good day when they played the Niners the first time. Maybe that's to the benefit of both of those teams. Like, okay, we got our butts handed to us. We know what that feels like against this group. Can we adjust for a potential rematch? That's maybe the only thing you can cling to is that they'll they'll learn from the losses. But I just don't know what's to learn from when you are just inferior to the 49ers this year top to bottom when you look at the roster and I'll probably say coaching as well not knock on Sirianni I do not like Mike McCarthy but I think that San Francisco as much as I've gone round and round with Shanahan over the years um, I think he I think he knows what he's doing and, and knows how to tap into this particular group that he's got I had a feeling we'd get a text from Niner A in this segment Niner A 875KTGR you guys know the Niners are my team, but we do struggle with mobile quarterbacks. I'm a little nervous about Lamar I was Jackson. Say, 
Yeah, Chris? There is a universe in which you get like a Super Bowl matchup. We've actually seen this, believe it or not, uh, where the Niners go up against you know a team where you, you put the two quarterbacks side by side and then one team. Ravens 49ers has Ravens 49ers, a Super Bowl 49ers, matchup recently. You could look up and down at that 49ers team in that Super Bowl and you're like, yeah, like, on paper, this roster is so much more stacked than this win. Chiefs team. Yeah, right. But then the quarterback spot, Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo, it just could not compare. There's like that extra level that Mahomes brought to that offense that Jimmy G just couldn't yeah, do but I in think, the clutch. Sure, but I think it's a little more leveled out now between Lamar and Brock Purdy, don't you think? I mean, hmm. what I understand. Brock Purdy, is he a product of his environment or is he that dude? Like That's going to have to be the question that gets answered this season. so post-season. hard to separate. That's what we're going to find out. Because he's not going to do it without Brock Purdy being a, a real guy, yeah. right? They're, they're going to be challenges where he's going to have to make plays. I don't think they blow everybody out on the way to a Super Bowl. They might. But I, like, there are going to be moments where Brock Purdy's going to have to show it. And I I tend to believe he's more on that that end of things where he is legit. But like, if he rolls through the Super Bowl and is great all the way through the playoffs, that's when we'll have to shut up about like seventh rounder this or that. We'll be like, yeah, he's one of the top, you know, couple quarterbacks in football. It just so happens that he was overlooked in the draft, a la Tom Brady. Like that's he wins a Super Bowl and in basically faces no adversity along the way, or faces some and comes through it and is clutch. We're going to be calling not going to say he's Tom Brady, but like we'll be making those comparisons of the seventh rounder that's overlooked and is clearly uh, the dude. Like that's what he has the potential to show. I Absolutely. totally forgot about Rams Niners in that NFC Championship game when the Rams won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. That's another one where it's it like, was, yeah, I feel like the Niners were probably like the better team, like overall. Just no, like, that's been the that's been the story of their last ten years. But right? they get out quarterbacked because someone else has the better quarterback. But I think they, they have a better quarterback than they've ever had yes. in these instances. Yes, going back to Kaepernick all the way through to to Garoppolo and and just you know who have, all the guys that were there. I'd take Brock Purdy over all the recent history quarterbacks the Niners have had. 875-KTGR, call or text us. We'll get to some more of your calls and texts uh, coming up next after this live local sports center here on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Hey, it's a great soundtrack, so, I mean, deserves play. Let it ride. Let it ride. As producer Chris keeps going with the uh, Charlie Brown soundtrack here on The Big Show, KTGR and KTGR.com. I gotta fire that up when I get home. That's a great movie. Now, by now the you now he's put you yeah, in the yeah, mood for it, has like, he? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's a great great thing to watch this time of year. Uh, are the Niners the only? <laughs> we said good at first. I guess great would be the best way to describe this. Are they the only great team in the NFL? Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us. Chiefs or uh, Jason texting in. Chiefs match up well on both sides of the ball against the Niners. Baltimore scares me. Playoffs are a different beast. Do you think the Chiefs match up well with the 49ers? I mean, I just don't think the Chiefs match up well with the 49ers because I'm not sure anybody necessarily. What would the spread be? Let's say the Chiefs win out because they're playing nobody quarterbacks. Uh, The Chiefs would have to go through. Let's say they they face the Bills at some point and beat them in the playoffs, and they'll, they'll also beat. You know, one of the other heavy hitters from the let's say Ravens. I mean, if they if the Chiefs really just roll through and they're looking like that team again, what do you think the spread would be? I think the Niners are still favorites. I'd say three and a half. No, I'd, I think so. I'd say under I, a field gonna goal. My, I was going to say, say under a field a goal for it. If it's a neutral field, under a field goal. It's in Vegas. Especially That's not a neutral though, field for the Chiefs. But the way that Andy framed it is good because if the Chiefs are 
to get to that point, like they will have clearly had to make some changes internally for the better. And so at that point, you're not that much lesser than the 49ers the way they currently would be. So I think, yeah, okay, after further thought, if the Chiefs are to get to the Super Bowl, I'm thinking two and a half is a fair, maybe even one and a half by then. But today, if they played, what would you what would yeah, you say? I don't, that yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably above a field goal just slightly in the Niners' favor. I, I might have it above a touchdown. There's not a there's not a whole lot of ways that you can uh, defend this uh, this Niners team and the Chiefs. While great defensively, with the quickness that Brock Purdy's been able to get rid of the football this year, I don't know if their pass rush can be as much of a plus for them. Is yeah, Rock pretty better than Alex Smith? Someone asked the question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah was yes. enough, that was the name I was – I knew I, there was one guy that I was missing when yeah. I was listing him off. Yes, I, I would say that he is more – he's better. I think he's more dynamic. Um, you know, he isn't obviously not a veteran yet the way that Alex Smith we, – we know the way his career unfolded. He was a very fine, solid quarterback. I think I think Brock Purdy certainly with more upside and, and probably is the better player. Jerry texting in 875-KTGR. Don't forget the Niners lost to the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals this year. I mean, yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot they lost to the Vikings. It's the NFL. Like There's only one team that's run the table, and that's the 72 Dolphins, and that's it. Like It's it's hard to do. Yeah, they don't count. The the Niners, when they were losing games, they they were hurt, they were banged up, Mm -hmm. and again, it's a 17-game season. It's even more true than it used to be that it's, you know, it's a tough league in any given Sunday because you play more games now and it's it's very easy to slip up a time or two, especially when you have injuries. But the, the Niners are healthy right now and they're looking like a juggernaut. Yeah, and look, there's there could be a team that finally is a good match for them if one of those AFC teams wakes up and gives the Niners a game, if the Eagles wake up, if the Niners, or not the Niners, the Lions wake up, if the Cowboys wake up and might have something else on our hands, but... So far, all those head-to-head matchups, uh, the Niners have proven that they've been far superior in them, so I just can't see them not being in the Super Bowl. I, I've been on this train, and I'm, I'm, glad, that, I'm glad that you're with me. I think, they're, <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Did I, even ha- Sorry, I, I can't even I remember who Cowboys. I had at the beginning of the years. As, as, I think as, the Eagles. We were doing top the five rankings, yeah, and you, still kind, you were a little bit slow to adopt, but uh, yeah. the record was very good for Philly. I get that it's part. It's very clear at this point. But, hey. There's a lot, still some season left. Minds can still change. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Will Carroll, the injury expert, for joining us, too. Tomorrow, we'll be here for National Signing Day, 4 to 6. He's Brendan. He's producer Chris. I'm Andy. We're done for now. Chiefs Kingdom Show next.